All because right. awesome. Three. You can do the intro. Two, <laughs> one. Go. Oh wait, you should play piano. Play your piano. Oh, welcome to this episode. Explore. talk about how everyone and then play another chord can see oh i'm on a suspension oh oh my goodness we're changing this is an episode about how everyone can sing there we go oh wow that was lovely and you can probably hear all of those like keyboard clacks of the keys too. oh you could <laughs> so anyways the reason why we're talking about this is is because it levi and i both studied music um mm-hmm. and we both in some way studied a voice track even though i actually studied a voice track mm-hmm. and levi became a better singer somehow and is now, i don't know like, that that's conducting just... choirs in carnegie hall so Levi is super in the in the choir world, and I am coming back into the choir world. And we both studied voice, and so yeah. um, we're going to talk about why anyone can sing because we're both singers and both educators. Yes, in music too. Yeah, and we we both now have been teaching voice for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and um, one of I think one of the coolest things about our friendship is that I feel like almost every time we hang out and meet up like almost every summer during our week long or however long mm-hmm. we we often talk about voice stuff and teaching yeah. and i always find myself really inspired after talking to you and like hearing Same. what you do in your studio mm-hmm. and then i can take it back and use it in my studio yeah um, same when i'm teaching so um now we both have had opportunities to work with uh, well, I'll speak for myself, but I think it's true for you too. But mm-hmm. sort of students of a lot of varying abilities. Yeah. Some that like really pick it up quickly and it's just the most natural thing for them. They've either been singing since they were really young or mm-hmm. it just they they can hear really well or their voice works in a way that it, it they pick it up easily. And then some students that it's a struggle or they've just never done it before. Yep. So now what do you find are some of the things that um maybe are the biggest hurdles that new singers have to overcome that you've observed um it depends if if it's a student who's like in high school Mm -hmm. um it's just that and it's their first time doing anything vocally um Mm -hmm. and and this is this is just a side note um especially if they've never done anything vocally and don't go to any sort of church or religious service where you sing on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's like there's someone who hasn't like lifted something with their arms in several years. Yeah. It's just like they, they just don't know how it works and they can't, they can't feel it. it it's, it's like trying to do something really complicated with your non-dominant hand. And, it, it's, yep. and it's the same process of working up is 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 what i've noticed adults and anyone like past middle school if they haven't used their voice since it's changed yeah it's a lot of work to just get it flexible and moving for sure yeah and um definitely like obviously everyone knows that guys voices change 
-hmm. and they change pretty dramatically. And so that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But even women's voices change as they're growing. Uh, It's not as dramatic or noticeable. And so I don't think it affects them in the exact same way. But even women have to refigure out how to use their voice Mm -hmm. um, as they mature and and grow. Yeah. Um, And I don't think a lot of people realize that depending on how you look at it, you can either say that your voice actually changes twice. Mm-hmm. You have like the puberty change. And then like in your thirties, there's a shift that happens. Yeah. I think most people kind of refer to it as a shift because oftentimes singers will find that from between 30 and 40, their voice will change parts, usually down mm-hmm. again, um, just for whatever reason. It's not near as major of a thing, but it's more like a settling of, yeah. of the voice. So there's actually kind of two times when you have to kind of relearn your voice a little bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what do you and find is the main hurdle? Yeah, well, I, I would have to agree that it's just they don't know the potential that their voice carries. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just so I've got a student right now who is like he's my favorite to work with because he never really did any type of singing before. Mm-hmm. And when we started, his, I don't know, his range was like three pitches, like that big. Mm-hmm. And so he came in, I, I had him. up his fingers in a very small. Yes, teeny tiny. Way. <laughs> yes, for all the people who are not watching. That's right. Um, people are going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, someone is. Anyway. Sometime. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, he he would he chose a song to sing along with at first and he just sort of went between those three notes and mm-hmm. and um i i've been working with him for about a month now and um just doing all sorts of things to get his voice to be more flexible and he could not even uh speak in a falsetto range cuz i was just trying to get him you know up and down and everywhere and yep. in and out and like experience all the the extremities of his voice and um, just in our last lesson, I got him to like talk in a Mickey Mouse voice. And we were both like, yeah, yes. you did it. Yes. It, it was like the, the, best, the best moment ever. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously it's hard to tell with someone at, at this stage, like what their voice is really going to sound like once they take hold of it and yeah. get used to it. Mm-hmm. But um, he's got a good range. Like nice. for having a month of lessons and not being able to sing at all. He, I got him to sing like the E above middle C. Oh, wow. Like in his chest. And I was like, what the world? And then he was down to like a low G and stuff. Um, So the thing I know it's, it's like almost two octaves. Yeah. And um, so he's still getting used to, being able to tap into that without try, uh, like I have to trick him to get him there. Mm-hmm. So if, if we put it in the context of a song and that it, like it'll shrink right back because yep. his brain takes over. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for him to access that part of his voice without being tricked into it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, it's there. You know, it's there. Yeah. I know it's there. So, yep. so we, we have great places to go. Oh, yeah. Like I had a, I, I had a student um who was the same way and she 
you know, she talked like this and, you know, never had any support. And this is called vocal fry, for those of you who don't know. And it happens yeah. when there's no air going through your vocal cords. And so she always talked like this and had never not talked like this. And she was in high school. And so she had talked like this for a really long time. <laughs> um, and so her, her speaking voice was middle C or below. Mm. Um, and the only music she, I'm, I'm not bashing Taylor Swift or rap, but the only music <laughs> she ever listened to was Taylor Swift or rap. And mm -hmm. so she never heard what the voice can do because pop music melodies are, are, I wouldn't say simple because they're interesting rhythmically, but they're just, they're very, in terms of how they use their, the voice, they're very limited and use like three or four notes. Um, and stuff like that. And especially today, it's it's pseudo singing and rap. And so <laughs> she had just never heard anything like this. And what was super funny was, you know, she always wanted to learn a Taylor Swift song. So we always did a Taylor Swift song and a classical song. And what was hilarious is as soon as she gets a song with a strong melody, she could sing, mm -hmm. which nice. I think was really interesting, which is, I think, one of the reasons why you really can say everyone can sing is because mm -hmm. um, well, let me rephrase it. You can sing as long as you can speak, you know, like yes. if you can speak, you can sing. And cause it's the mm -hmm. same exact mechanism that's doing both. And, and it's just, I think, especially today, it's just exposure to music that has more of a range of, of three notes and using it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So, um, that, brought to mind something that I've heard people say um, just about like, oh, I'm tone deaf or I, you know, I can't hear pitches or I can't like, I can't hear music. And um, I have to thank Benjamin Zander for his amazing videos. Oh, yes. On, on nobody is tone deaf. That's and, right. um, and I've, I've come to find that experientially too for myself and for my students who were quote unquote tone deaf. Now, of course, I'm sure there's, there are exceptions that prove the rule. People who legitimately maybe have hearing loss or some mm -hmm. impairment that maybe there are some ex exceptions. But unless you have like a medical condition, nobody is tone deaf. No. Some people maybe have more natural ability to pick it up quicker. Mm -hmm. And um, that definitely plays into it some. But nobody is tone deaf or yeah. you wouldn't be able to really like you couldn't talk on the phone and tell when, you know, your grandma passes the phone to your mom. Mm -hmm. So you can hear the different pitches. You can hear the timbres of the different yeah. voices and recognize a person. And it's yeah. the same idea. It's just using it in a different context. Mm -hmm. Like that, that same student. Um, and I think one of the main reasons is usually you test if someone can differentiate pitch by singing different pitches. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've, I've never met someone who calls himself tone deaf and has been taught how to sing. Um, right. That's, that's a big part of that. But one thing mm -hmm. I noticed with her is she did have trouble matching pitch to the piano. Mm -hmm. And then what I realized was the main issue was she had trouble differentiating notes, multiple notes at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, usually when you do warm ups, I do sometimes I do like this fun pattern in the left hand to give it energy if we're trying to get up high and stuff like that, yeah. just to make it fun. So they stop thinking. But what I noticed with her is she couldn't she had a hard time differentiating, you know, more than two notes at a time. So if I played mm -hmm. a chord 
and the note she was supposed to be singing in a different hand, it, it was it was too much for her stage because she yeah. just never done anything musically. But if I would sing the warm up, she would be right on, right on pitch. So yeah, there are a whole bunch of other reasons other than someone's inability to discern pitch, for being yeah. quote tone deaf. For sure. Yeah. Well, and I liked the one other thing you said was, um, if you can speak, you can sing. Yeah. Which I think is totally true because what is singing, but it's, it's speaking with some extra support and you just like stay on, you sustain a pitch for a while instead yeah. of, what, what does I mean, he say in Elf? Oh, I don't know. Really? I've seen like, Elf once. Oh, it's, it's just like spingy, singing, except, except, um, except it's just louder and longer or something like that is what he said. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're just sustaining the pitches i mean we all we all speak on pitches we just mm -hmm. don't sustain it long enough to hear it as notes yeah um, and there's even i forgot the italian words but like one of the foundational principles of classical singing is you sing as you speak yeah so you you sing with the same resonance and placement and and stuff as you speak it's not a different voice it's the same exact one yeah exactly Yep. And um, though I'm, I just I think it's cool that we can sort of sing in different resonances and change our sound. I think that's mm -hmm. a unique thing that the Lord has allowed us to do. Yeah, as artists and just creative people, like oh yeah, something to enjoy and have fun with. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, nobody is tone deaf. Nope. Everybody can sing. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So back to star wars see last week was all about lord of the rings oh yeah i mentioned lord of the rings today i mentioned star wars in the last episode oh man i didn't mention lord of the rings neither of us mentioned lord of the rings in the last episode oh no so oh no we might need to go lord of the rings go in lord of the rings is levi's favorite character we're just gonna put that into the other one yeah exactly exactly and i got a power brick so my gandalf lights up now but um oh nice um in in the ahsoka episode last week um applying it to everyday life mm -hmm. um they they were talking about like using the force and being a jedi yeah. and ahsoka was like well everybody has the force but talent does play a factor and i yeah. think talent is a dangerous word oh, because yes. people use it like oh i have it or i don't and i i prefer instead of saying the word talent um using something like natural ability or aptitude. Um, aptitude. So people, yes, certain things are easier for certain people, just yeah. the way that God has made them and they're wired. But that doesn't mean that if you put your mind to it and work really hard at it, that you can't make serious progress and then grow your aptitude for it mm -hmm. and find maybe, like we mentioned at the beginning, it's not that you're bad at it, but it's just a muscle you've never flexed before. You've yep. never had to use it. And so if you're willing to put in the time and effort, you might find that you have more ability than you would give yourself credit for. That's right. So go join your community choir right now. Exactly. Exactly. So um, really quick before we end, I want to hear about... Um, your community choir that you're just starting because Jared said all these nice things about me being a choir director, but he is starting a program from the ground up 
in his town, which is super awesome. And he's going to be amazing at it. So please share. So So, um, I teach lessons in my small little town. Um, And I had the idea of starting a a youth choir through my teaching studio because I was like, well, that would be super easy because I already have a bunch of students. Um, Turns out that like it is like I think we'll end up starting with about 12 singers, which for a town of 2200 people that's pretty good um and so i wanted to start a children's choir because the el- neither of the elementary schools in town have a choir um and so none of these kids have ever been in choir um and so i wanted to start one to see what would happen and the community choir in town is such a huge hit like it has over 100 singers in it that that's um, amazing there needs to be a, a youth choir and so we're having auditions um but it's more like i need to get to know my singers and um this week and then rehearsal start next week so um which is probably three weeks before you listen to this video this podcast but yeah that's what's going on it's super exciting nice that's awesome well we'll have to wrap it up there because our meeting's about to end that's right fantastic yes fantastic boom done awesome all right you're gonna have to send all right bro I will send it after it. I need to use the bathroom and then I will send it. Go pee.